Well, the world has sure changed in a mere seven weeks, hasn't it? COVID-19 has come and seems to paralyze the entire world. And um, as a result, um, there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of ambiguity, there's a lot of hoarding. Um, I had no idea that we needed this, many, um, to this much toilet paper, um, but there you go, apparently we do. But there's a whole lot of different actions and reactions that are happening in the world. And as a result, our government has, for good reason, impose a lot of instruction. They've actually told us what we can do and what we can't do. This idea of social distancing. Well, I'd actually like to reframe that and call it physical distancing because that's what it is. And we're actually social beings, so while we have to physically be a bit more separate and a bit more isolated, we're going to have to be much more creative and intentional in engaging socially because we're social beings and we just need that for our right state of mind and state of heart. But the United Government's actually saying there's a limit of space. I can't give you a hand Handshake. I can't give you a hug. Um, what are the Christians going to do? We love to do that. Um, there, there are things like that. I mean, if you travel, we can't travel overseas um, anymore. And those traveling from overseas back home, there is an imposed two-week isolation. So there are all sorts of instruction um, that's been given to the people of Australia, and this instruction is likely to increase. And in the midst of this world, I've been thinking, in a world that is so full of instruction, who's actually going to bring some guidance? Because I really believe that they're two different things. And at this moment right now, I feel that God is calling his church to stand up and bring guidance into a world that is full of instruction. I mean, how could you and I actually bring guidance to those around us who are afraid? How can we bring guidance to brothers and sisters in Christ or those who seem to have a bit of a lack of faith at the moment? How can we bring guidance to our peers, to our spouses, to our families? How could you even bring guidance to your senior pastor? I mean, that would be awesome. I'd love that. That would be fantastic. But what an interesting question. What a great question. Well, in light of this question, I want to actually catapult our thinking and use a psalm which is one of my favorite psalms, and actually provides a framework for me when it comes to being a father, a husband, and a pastor, and a leader. And the psalm is Psalm 121. So if you've got your Bibles, get it. If you haven't got a book, um, get your phone or tablet. I don't care how you read your Bible. If you haven't got a Bible app, download Vision. It is free. Australians love free stuff. Um, so download that. And we're going to actually look at Psalm 121. And I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. Scripture says this, Psalm 121, a song for pilgrims ascending to Jerusalem. I look to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he watches over Israel, never slumbers or sleeps. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon at night. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go, both now and forever. This is Holy Scripture. We're going to go through this psalm and I'm praying and, and believing that it's going to actually um, allow our thinking to be extended. And this whole idea of how we're living in this present moment in human history, in a world that's so full of instruction, how can we, as followers of Jesus Christ, bring godly guidance into a world that seems to be going absolutely chaotic at the moment? So we're going to start at the very beginning, Psalm 121. The very beginning says this, A song 
for pilgrims ascending to Jerusalem. Okay, we're going to stop right there. We're not even going to go to verse 1 as yet. We're going to stop there. This title or the superscription um, is so informative. Um, for so many years, I just like read past it. I didn't even read it, not knowing that this was so intentionally placed there and so important for my understanding of what this psalm is about. Now, near the end of our psalms, there's a grouping of 15 psalms um, from Psalm 120 to Psalm 134, and we call these the Psalms of Degrees or um, the Psalms of Ascent. These are pilgrim psalms. And the consensus is that these psalms were sung as the pilgrims were actually going to Jerusalem in order to um, partake of and participate in the feasts that were happening in Jerusalem. And as they would journey, you just picture this, there's this great community and they are journeying towards Jerusalem. And as they are journeying, the leaders who were in that, they were the men who were the, uh, the men, they were the leaders. So, so picture this, there's this great community and in front of them, there are these men who were leading the way. And the perspective of the leaders is very different to the perspective of the community. Because as the community were over there, as they're talking, as they're walking, as the kids are running around, as they're joking and all that, the leaders have a different perspective because they're looking forward. And as they look forward, they can see what is coming ahead. They can see potential dangers. They can see things that are, are, are going to trip them up. And you can just imagine as these leaders are leading their community towards Jerusalem, they're looking forward. And you know what they see? They see these mountains. And they understand that at this moment on the plains, at this moment where, where, where everything is clear, there is safety, which is apparent over here. But they can see ahead and then they can see mountains. And in the mountains, there are thieves. So there's a threat and there's a vulnerability that we might get robbed. We, we might get beaten up. There, there's the risk that as we're climbing these mountains that we might slip and that we might fall. So they can see that there's potential danger and vulnerabilities that are yet to come. So what these leaders do, while they are still on the plane, while they are still in safety, they begin to sing the Psalms of Ascent. And what they are doing as they sing, they are instilling and they are infusing faith and confidence and hope. And they are bringing to remembrance who we are as the people of God. Think about it this way. They are infusing the faith that is required for the future. Now. That's what they're doing. Right now in this place of safety, they are singing and they are imparting faith. Not for now, but this faith is going to be required and this faith is necessary for what is about to happen on the mountains. This is the Psalm of Ascent. This is what's happening in this. And this makes complete sense when we read in Psalm 121, I look to the mountains. There we go. Where Does my help come from there? No. My help comes from the Lord. So, in a world of instruction, you know, someone needs to bring some guidance. And um, I, I would actually call this leadership. And leadership is a really, really important thing. Understand leadership is not necessarily crisis management, though you need that in crisis management. But leadership in this form is actually something different. Um, and as we go through this, you can understand the different perception and a different paradigm that a leader will walk in. And, and this might make sense sometimes when you look at your leader and you might do a bit of a head tilt and you say, I don't understand why are you doing things the way you're doing? I don't get what's happening right now. All you need to understand is that what could be happening is that you're seeing the world from one perspective, but your leader is looking at it from a different perspective. And that's where um, all, all that difference is happening. So leadership has this outlook. Leadership has a vision to see what is coming 
ahead. And in light of that, a leader will minister, a pastor will minister, a shepherd will minister, a father, a mother um, will minister, um, and they will impart faith and a fundamental belief, which is not for now, but it is for what is to come. Now, if you've been on the journey with Andrew and myself for any length of time, I know New Spring, we've been on the journey for almost eight years now. Kalamunda, beautiful Kalamunda. Um, we've been on this journey together only for a couple of months. But even in the midst of this journey, I think you'd be able to pick up a couple of things. Um, I wonder if you've noticed that um, I very intently, I promote leaders and I promote teachers um, all around us. And um, to the point where there have been times where I've come and, and I've said, you know what, this church is running pretty well. You guys don't even need me anymore. And to some extent, that's true. Um, to some extent, that's true. I've even had some people say to me, you know what, that person's not ready as yet. And you know what, I completely agree. But I know they will be ready one day. And in particular, this season, you're going to see so many leaders and teachers and ministers in both Kalamunda and New Spring who are going to be rising up. And you're going to see that there is so much gold and there is so much grace deposited in our local churches that are going to be a blessing to us in this coming season. I wonder if you've ever noticed the um, language which I try to infuse into our congregations. Understanding that words are containers, they really do hold things. Life and death is in the power of the tongue, absolutely. So words are containers and they can hold fear or they can hold faith. But have you noticed the language that we use in our churches? Um, what about things like this? You know, this is what it looks like when Jesus is king. Have you noticed that kind of language? Kingdom of God breaking in and breaking forth. You know, we're part of an unshakable kingdom. There's been a repetition of this kind of language bringing us into remembrance. This is who we are as a um, people of God. What about this? Every single day, you and I have a choice. Where will we put our faith? Will we put our faith into a world that is passing away or in a kingdom that is coming to pass? You know, this is all really intentional language and things that have been imparted and infused into our church. Part of New Spring Church, uh, for years we've been talking about our core values. And I understand as Kalamunda, this will be new for you, but, but these are the core values that Andrew and I, that we stand by in the way that we see the world. Our first core value, we only have four. Our first core value is that we pursue God. We fundamentally believe that every single follower of Jesus Christ, that it is your own personal relationship with God, and you have to take responsibility for that. So I'm not going to treat you like a child. I can't treat you like a child because, you know what, I'm responsible by, for my faith, but you're responsible for your faith. So as a church, we will do everything we can to equip you, to skill you, to persuade you, to push you, to prompt you to pursue Jesus for yourself. We believe that every single follower of Jesus Christ should pursue God. Second core value is that we unleash compassion. And this is really our core strategy. This is all we got. We fundamentally believe that the way that the world is going to feel and experience the love of God is if it is demonstrated to them through the local church. So in every given possibility, we are going to unleash, understand that word, we're going to unleash compassion into this world. And I dare say for the next couple of months, the church of Jesus Christ in Perth needs to unleash compassion. This is a time for us to be generous, not to be withholding, but to actually look for opportunities where we can unleash compassion and show the world the love of God. Our third core value is that we lead courageously. 
that we are willing to take risks so the kingdom of God will be established and break into this world. And that means that if there are two decisions and there are two godly decisions, one's an easy decision and one's a harder decision, you know what? We as a church, we're going to take the harder decision because we're going to lead courageously. And our fourth core value is that we believe in planting churches, that we fundamentally believe that the hope of the world is the local church, not New Spring Church, the church. We are just one little church, but there is a myriad of other churches. And we believe that we need to see more healthy churches, not less healthy churches. So we want to be in the business of helping other churches strengthen themselves, but also we want to plant churches from our church as well. And we, we, uh, this is our heart. We don't want to populate New Spring Church, or we don't even necessarily want to populate Kalamunda Church of Christ. What we want to do is see our regions populated with the kingdom of God. And that's what we fundamentally um, believe. But these are some things that we've been instilling into our church and some things you would have heard from myself and from Andrea um, from New Spring Church coming on to eight years and Kalamunda for a couple of months. Um, but these things are all intentional. And the reason why is that we would actually have things imparted into our hearts, into our minds, into our life that would prepare us and equip us for such a season as we are about to embark right now. So everything that we've been doing is leading to a moment like this. I look to the mountains. Well, you may be wondering, what is the current mountain? Well, even if we do not know, social commentary is telling us what the mountains are. And um, even if we use this psalm as a metaphor, just think about this for a moment. If we had been on the safety of the plains and we are now about to embark on this mountain. And the whole point of the psalm is our journey towards Jerusalem. As we are coming towards certain mountains in Australia, in Perth, Western Australia right now, that would certainly mean that we are closer, and I understand we are the people of God, temples of the Holy Spirit, I understand that, but use the metaphor, it would mean that we are actually closer to Jerusalem than where we were before. So it depends on how we see things. We can see these things, oh, things are so terrible right now, or we could actually have our ears inclined to what God is actually doing and what God is saying and actually say, you know what? It was nice in the safety of the plane, but now we're about to embark a mountain with all of its vulnerabilities. And because we're about to embark on this mountain, that means we're closer. We're getting nearer. We're not further. We're actually closer. And the things that we've been hoping for, the things that we've been praying for, the prayers of various generations have led us to this point where we are about to see some incredible, amazing things. What a moment of opportunity for the local church. Um, I just think that's an incredible thing. So in light of this paradigm, in light of this pilgrimage, I'm going to ask us as a church, as Kalamunda and as New Spring, where do you think you're positioned in this picture? Do you think that you're part of the community that's just hanging back and, you know, just going on case, sarah, sarah, mucking around, having your conversations and all that? Or do you find yourself as one of the leaders in the front? Now, the rest of the community, they're going on with life, but the leadership, they're in the front and they look ahead. And as they look ahead, they can see there are current vulnerabilities that are coming. And as they see those vulnerabilities, as they see those potential threats, they begin to sing a psalm of ascent. 
Are you going to be part of the community just going on day by day, you know? This is just life. I'm going along with the crowd. Or will you and I actually be those people, those leaders who bring guidance in a world of instruction where we start to sing and impart the faith and the mindset and the grace that is required for the journey that is yet to come? What an incredible question. I wonder if you can think about that and place yourself there. Maybe you consider yourself a leader. Well, praise God, we need leaders to stand. Maybe you think, you know what, <clears throat> I'm part of the community. Well, maybe in today's service, God is challenging you to actually make the move. It's okay to be there. There's good safety in the plane, but maybe God's call upon your life is to actually stand into spiritual leadership and in this world of instruction to actually be one who's going to bring godly guidance. I think it's amazing that we get to sing to the generations. We get to sing to our peers. We get to sing to our families. We get to sing to the mountains that are even ahead. And this is what we sing, Psalm 121. Let me read it to you again. A song for pilgrims ascending to Jerusalem. I look to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleeps. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon at night. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go both now and forever. Imagine if we were singing that psalm into this generation. Just listen to the leaders of this community as they're singing over this community on Pilgrim. The leaders say this, He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Verse 4, Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleeps. Understand the repetition. There's this emphatic um, reminder, this emphatic call to let you and I know that whilst we sleep and whilst we are unaware, unaware of what is happening in the world, that while we are dreaming, our God is not. He is still working. Even in those moments where we are unaware of what is happening in our world, let alone the world around us, we can have confidence. This psalm, the leaders are emphatically declaring through repetition that while we not, may not be aware of everything that's happening, God is aware of absolutely everything that is happening. Let that be our place of refuge and strength. And what about the daytime? It's one thing for the night, but what about the day? But again, there's this repetition, there's this emphatic declaration that's happening and coming again from the leaders singing over the community, singing over the congregation. From verse 5, the Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. Well, you only need shade if the sun's up, don't you? But he's our protective shade even in the day. Verse 6 says, the sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon at night, again, there's a repetition that he's our protective shade. He's going to protect us and be our shade during the day. The, the, the idea is that even in those moments at night when we're in slumber, when we're dreaming and we are unaware of what is happening, God's in control. And even in those moments where we are aware, for better or for worse, we are aware of the good things, but also the bad thing. Our eyes are fully alive, our eyes are fully open and awake, and we can see everything that's happening even in those moments. God is still in control. When we, have, when we are out of control, God is still in control. When the world is out of control, God is still in control. Take heart, have confidence. Let this be the sun that washes over you, that God is still in control. What a remarkable thing for leaders to be singing over their community. 
And in every moment of our life, this psalm concludes and says that the Lord's eyes are fixed on you. This is the leader song. Verse 7, the Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. Verse 8, the Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go both now and, get this, forever. Oh, what a great word. Both now and forever. You know what, God, I know like my, my eternity is secure in you, but what about your now? Maybe someone else will say, you know what, I reckon now God's got me, but what about your forever? Well, the psalm and throughout scripture, God tells us repetitively over and over again, emphatically, that God has us, that we are secure both now and also forever, regardless of what's happening around us, regardless of what we are aware of, what we are unaware of, God is in control and he watches over us. And when we look to the mountains, where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord. Amen. That's just fantastic. I think that we're in a moment right now where the churches in Perth and indeed Cullamunda Church of Christ and New Spring Church, I'm calling us forward that we will be a church that sings a psalm of ascent in this world. There is so much instruction. There is so much information. And in a world of instruction, this world desperately needs men and women of God filled with the Holy Spirit to stand up and bring about some godly spiritual guidance. We've got a lot of people who are in community, but we have very few leaders. And in this moment, God is calling both you and I to stand and to be leaders in this world. Those who would sing, who would see the vulnerabilities ahead, who would look at the mountains ahead. And in light of those mountains, start now to impart faith, to impart hope, to impart grace, to impart um, love into our communities, into our families, into our churches right now for the season that is yet to come. Will you join us as we sing the psalm of ascent over our church? Will you join us as we sing the psalm of ascent over our families? Will you join us as we sing this psalm of ascent over this world? And in particular, as we sing in faith, this psalm of ascent to the coming mountains, because we know these mountains may look big, but they're not as big as our God, because even though this world is shaking, you and I, we are part of an unshakable kingdom. Mate, I believe that God has brought us to this moment and um, we have everything we need to actually reinvent, to be the church of Jesus Christ, to serve this world and to be that point of difference in this world today. So in this current moment, let me ask you a familiar question. And if you've been on the journey with myself in particular, this question will not be new. But let me end with this question for you to consider. Where will you put your faith today? Will you put your faith in a world that is so obviously passing away? Or will you put your faith in a kingdom that is coming to pass? Let me pray for you and let's spend some time in considering that question. Father, we thank you for this moment that you brought us into. I thank you for everything you've equipped us with up until this moment and this time. We thank you that we are yours and you are ours.
And I ask that by your grace and by your beautiful Holy Spirit that you would allow us to extend your kingdom, to show your kingdom in this current situation, in this current moment in history. Come and give us creative ideas as to how we can serve this world. Come and fill us with faith and with confidence. Let fear be far from us and let love and grace be the key things that push us forward and cause us to make decisions. I pray for your blessing upon Kalamunda Church of Christ and New Spring Church. I pray your blessing upon every household, upon every family. And we ask that you would use this moment to bless our land and to bring revival and renewal. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So today and in the coming weeks, sing, beautiful church. Sing out into this world a beautiful psalm of ascent.